Jordan Maywood, the lackadaisical liberal cubicleist. Monday, December the 17th, specifically. Specifically. Uh, Mondays within the liberal cube are, of course, Movie Mondays, where we talk about movies. I, uh, let's see, lately we've been doing six movies, three on the drive to work and three in the drive home. This weekend, I only watched four. Aww. So, uh, what I'm going to try to do is to get all four in on the drive to work. Aggressive Ali. You feel me? Alright, so, uh, let's jump right in. Feet first. Um, what's today's sponsor? Ha You thought I was going to say jump right into movies. No! we got to be sponsored, people. How else do we afford putting out a podcast of such high, high quality? without uh, sponsors, right? It's impossible. Or at the very least, improbable. Uh, okay, so today's sponsor is Your Baby Toe. That's right. Your Baby Toe is today's sponsor. Does it make sense? It does to your baby toe. <laughs> Movie The First. A little film called House of Nine. Available on Canadian Netflix. Quite possibly and likely available on American Netflix as well. As we have discussed, Canadian Netflix uh, library is not quite yet up to par with the American one. uh, Simply because they have not had the time to build up their library that the American version has. It's kind of sad that they can't just have... Netflix can't just have one library and use that throughout the world. But uh, there are laws in place apparently preventing that, which sucks the big one. So House of Nine, the only star I think that you will recognize is Mr. Dennis Hopper, who plays a priest. Uh, The rest of the, I guess, eight actors... (laughs) Makes sense. Eight actors are... I didn't recognize any of them, I don't think, anyway. It, uh, it was okay. Uh, it's a story that I have seen before, basically, in that it's a group of people who are sort of locked up for all intents and purposes and put in a situation in which only one will survive. So I think that has been uh, in a Saw movie, fairly certain. Uh, and the other one that I can remember it is a pretty horrible movie with Val Kilmer. What was that one called? Uh, I can't remember, but it was like a bunch of people locked in a steam room. So same side, same basic premise. In fact, in this movie, House of Nine, the, the house, mansion thing that these, uh, eight people were locked in, slowly got hotter and hotter, huh? Uh, sort of the premise behind it is that these nine people were kidnapped, uh, have no sort of affiliate... Well, you know what's weird? 
they uh, the the sort of guy who kidnapped them had a little recording right at the beginning where it said uh, none of you are affiliated with one another so don't think that's why you're here but then one of them were a married couple so I'm pretty sure being married is, is being affiliated with one another stupid and then uh, the reason that they're in this house is that uh, for five million dollars whoever is the last one alive gets five million dollars blah 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 alright so they all basically are put in the situation in which they um, have to kill one another if they want to A, escape, and B, get the $5 million. All right? Uh, it's been done. This did it okay, Lee. It wasn't a bad movie. We'll go, we'll go three out of five. I, I enjoyed it while I was watching it, but would not watch it again, which is kind of what I use my threes for, my threes out of fives. Dennis Hopper had a really bad accent for some reason. I don't know why he decided to do that as his priest character. Uh, let's give away the ending. <laughs> as I, oh, that's a good that's a good uh, point there. Uh, I try at the beginning of every podcast, especially Movie Mondays and TV Tuesdays, to say that there will be spoilers. So here is one spoiling the ending, for example. If you uh, have not seen this movie and listened to this ending, uh, don't feel too bad because the movie wasn't that great. So slowly they start murdering each other. The first murder is like an accident of, uh, oh, some hot girls in this actually. Uh, very hot girls. Which uh, helps in a thriller, horror-y kind of movie. Horror-y kind of movie. So the first uh, murder is an accident and then things slowly progress. Uh, and then one guy starts to lose it and starts killing everyone. Uh, electrocutes this one girl, but that didn't actually kill her. So uh, she is then the uh, last person with him and sort of kills him almost by accident and then is released from the house with her giant bag of $5 million. All right, movie over. That's what you think, right? Wrong. She, uh, she goes out what they all presumed was sort of the front door of this mansion and enters a room where there's like five other people sitting around a table with giant bags of five million dollars. So <laughs> that was really cool because it was like, holy shit. So that was step one in your getting out of here phase. So I enjoyed that twist ending. Okay, let's move on to a little uh, a little movie called Ping Pong Playa. That's not Ping Pong Player. Ping Pong Playa. So it is, if you could not guess from the title, a uh, ping-pong-related sports movie. No, I don't think there was any known actors in this one either. The, uh, the main character is an Asian uh, gentleman who's got that sort of uh, I wish I was black, listen to rap, plays basketball, some Ebonics thrown in for good measure, kind of dude. Uh, his parents apparently own a, run a, uh, a ping pong school. <laughs> I, I can honestly say I've never seen a ping pong school. And uh, the parents uh, have two sons, this guy and then their sort of pride and joy ping pong player son who wins all the trophies. But the, uh, let's just say the, uh, the lazy good-for-nothing son sort of through a series of events 
uh, breaks the arm of the uh, the ping pong playing son, uh, which means he can't play in the tournament, and then that means that they're going to lose their business, and that means basically life will end. Uh, yeah. So he is forced, coerced, into the uh, role of uh, joining, uh, of, of taking over the school and teaching, as well as uh, uh, entering into this tournament. Uh, this also is going to go into the... I enjoyed it while watching it, but would never watch it again. This is actually, oddly enough, the second ping-pong-related movie I can remember watching. The other, of course, is Balls of Fury, with Mr. Christopher Walken appearing. Uh, I would definitely say, if you have a choice between Ping Pong Playa and Balls of Fury as sort of ping pong related movies to watch, if that odd scenario ever comes up somehow, definitely watch Balls of Fury. It uh, was much more over the top, crazy, funny. This one was okay, so three to five. Alright, moving on. We're doing these quick today. <clears throat> uh, this one was a documentary seems that we'll always get in at least one documentary. This one was called uh, After Porn Ends. Which, as you can guess, is a documentary about what happens to porn stars after sort of their career has uh, ended in porn. Uh, there is... It's odd because I have watched quite a few porn-related documentaries there's something about the porn industry, I guess, that fascinates me. I actually read... Did I do it on the podcast? I think I'm... It was either right before I started the podcast or maybe the first episode or so that I read uh, Ron Jeremy's book. Uh, I forget what it was called. But it's just, uh, for some reason, I have an interest in the sort of behind-the-scenes porn industry kind of uh, stuff, let's call it. I don't know. It's interesting. It's an interesting world, I think, just because it is such a different world than what uh, your average Joe Blow, <laughs> Joe Blow, uh, lives in. So, that's what makes it interesting. This one uh, was different in that it did not uh, focus on what porn stars in their average daily working lives sort of are. Uh, it did touch on that, of course, but it was more um, how the industry apparently, and I've heard this before in other porn documentaries, uh, how the industry sort of uh, chews you up and spits you out pretty quick, especially if you're a woman, that like uh, two years in the porn industry is, is normal for a woman because it's such a rough life, apparently. So that's, uh, that's sad. Uh, I wrote down a bunch of people who appeared in it. So maybe if you are a fan of porn, you'll recognize some of these names. Uh, the only one that I uh, knew, I don't want to say knew, but may have viewed before, is Miss Asia Carrera, uh, who, uh, she was cool because she apparently has, like, her PhD or something or other. It seemed like a smart cookie. She was, out of all of them that spoke, one of the few who... Uh, and even as she described it, did not let the porn industry take advantage of her. She took advantage of the porn industry, uh, meaning that, like, she would direct her own movies, sell her own movies, make her own products, 
just sort of had a real good business savvy. So she did not leave after, you know, two years with no money. She uh, kind of knew how to take advantage of the system. Uh, so good on her. Tiffany Million was another one. Chrissy Morin. She was weird because she was a big religious type person. So that was odd to be someone in porn who is very religious. Let's see. There's uh, Mary Carey. Raylene. Raylene looked, and I googled this, but I couldn't find it, but in the television show Rescue Me, uh, there was a, uh, a girl who dated Lou, who kind of uh, took him for all his money, and they look a lot alike. So I kind of thought it was, uh, I thought it was her, but when I googled it, I couldn't figure out if it was or not. So, if that is the case... Uh, and you know it is the case, maybe email me at the address provided in the closing credits. Uh, because I am curious. If they're not the same, they look very much the same. Then, um, Sika, Houston, and there was two guys. I only wrote down one of their names. Randy West. Uh, I forget what the other guy's name, and didn't write his name down. So, uh, quite a, quite a cast of characters there, and they are all sort of doing different things with their lives. Very, very interesting. I'm gonna go... Uh, four. Four out of five. Yeah, a solid four. Definitely a solid four. Okay, let's get in the last movie. Uh, last movie called Solitary Man. Starring Michael Douglas. Uh, the only other person that I recognized, um, from the movie, and I didn't write down her name, of course, uh, is the mom from Weeds, which if you listen to TV Tuesday episodes, you will know I am currently watching Weeds, so I like that. Uh, this follows Michael uh, Douglas, who's sort of, uh, I think the the proper term is an aging Lothario, sort of a, a dude womanizing guy who, uh, because of his womanizing ways, has uh, turned into a sort of lonely old man. Ah, oh, sadness. Lonely old man who has sex with lots of women, <laughs> so... Uh, it's always that sort of two sides to a coin where he would probably much more appreciate uh, the family life and having a loving family and what have you, whereas the loving family man would probably not mind the going out and having sex with lots of beautiful women. The, the two sides of the coin, the, the, the grass is always greener on the other side sort of thought there. Uh, also, uh, Danny DeVito was uh, was in the movie, who was uh, good as usual. So it involved uh, Michael Douglas at the beginning of the movie, sort of gets the news from his doctor, not even news per se, that uh, he did a test on his heart, and the doctor didn't like the looks of it, was how he described it, so wanted to do further tests. Uh, Michael du Douglas being of that what is he, 60-something age, is not happy with this. Sort of goes through that phase of um, hating his age. He does not want his daughter to call him dad, does not want his grandson to call him grandpa, um, because he feels, I think, his mortality, he uh, is on the prowl for uh, beautiful younger women. He, at the time, is dating uh, the girl, the mom from Weeds, and uh, takes the 
the mom from Weed's daughter to uh, college to check it out. Uh, because apparently he went to the college and has some inns there, knows some people, greases some ponds or what have you. Uh, and then, of course, he ends up having sex with the 18-year-old daughter, uh, and that sort of sets the uh, sets things in action that basically ruin his life. <laughs> Gets pretty depressing. Reminds me, um, if, if you combine this movie with one of my favorite Michael Douglas movies, Falling Down, uh, you could have a good movie in which a man's life is ruined, and then... In falling down, he takes it out and uh, loses his shit, and um, awesome shit happens. Yeah, 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 that's it. Uh, the movie Falling Down will go five out of five. That's an awesome movie. I highly recommend going and checking that out. This movie, Solitary Man, four to five, which leads me to believe I am a Michael Douglas fan. All right, folks, that was a nice little quick episode. This week, we are going to have a Movie Monday, duh, because you just listened to it, a TV Tuesday, a Video Games Day, and a Fry Internet Day. I debated doing a book by Wednesday, since I got a lot to talk about, but I want to finish the book 100% first, so maybe uh, next week, although, yeah, yeah, let's, uh, we'll talk about that later. Folks, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Libro Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine Live long and prosper